the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. Uh, Just Happy, happy Wednesday to you. Bowl season daily marches on. If you are new to this, uh, then we have for you a short-form episode every single morning hitting the feed so that you can get uh, all the information you need for your bowl bets, everything that you need for watching even as a casual viewer, what you need to know for that day, for that day's bowl games. It's bowl season daily on the Cover 3 podcast. We come at you every single morning. Subscribers have it in their feed when they wake up. So subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast wherever you get your podcasts at youtube.com slash cover3 for that multi-platform excellence. Uh, Happy Wednesday to you as well, Tom Fernelli. Uh, We begin in New Orleans for the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana Tech against Georgia Southern. This is a spot where we have sent the Sunbelt champion before, but uh, that is not the case this year. Louisiana Tech from Conference USA, Georgia Southern from the Sunbelt. It's a, it's a game where, like, Louisiana Tech is always in the bowl season. Like, say what you want about Skip Holtz, man. He, he will get the Bulldogs to the postseason. But as we look at the matchup, I find it interesting because we go through what Louisiana Tech did this year, and TCU was one of its more lopsided results, right? Uh, 52 to 10 loss to the Horn Frogs. In that game, the Horn Frogs ran for 333 yards. So immediately, I think Louisiana Tech run defense, perhaps a little bit suspect. Here comes a triple option team in Georgia Southern. So, uh, you know, before we jump into Memphis FAU, uh, the, the later game, what do you think about this afternoon tilt? And what do you think about the matchup? It's it's an interesting matchup because of what you just mentioned with Georgia Southern being an option team going against Louisiana Tech, whose rush defense got torn apart. And it's always interesting to see, you know, option offenses going against teams like this, particularly when there's not as much time to prepare for it like there might be in a regular bowl season. But for me, what's most interesting looking at this matchup is we don't know who Georgia Southern is going to have at quarterback. Mm. Shywerts has been their quarterback all season long, and he's a very good player. But he's been banged up. He missed their last game against App State. He's apparently been practicing, but we don't know for sure whether he's going to play. And their backup, whose name is completely escaping me, was already hurt. So they might be without their top two QBs. They might be turning to a freshman making his very first start against Louisiana Tech here. So that is definitely something, if you're thinking of betting on this game today, that you need to keep an eye on. But on the flip side, Louisiana Tech is also down to its backup quarterback as a Luke Anthony got hurt earlier this year, but the good news there is that their backup has played before and has been preparing for this game the entire time. So that kind of offsets it. So when I look at the matchup, 
if Shai Wirtz isn't playing, I have a really difficult time trusting Georgia Southern in this matchup as a favorite. And to be frank, I was kind of leaning Louisiana Tech anyway because of the situation with the quarterback spot. But also, like you mentioned, Skip Holtz. Like, not only does he get teams to bowl games, but one of the things you always have to consider when it comes to betting a bowl game's motivation is just how seriously some coaches take bowl games compared to other coaches. Because some coaches just take a look at them as maybe, you know, a couple weeks of practice and we'll get some scrimmaging in and we'll get some players some time and see what we got heading into next year, especially in games like this one, which aren't exactly, you know, marquee, not too much on the line. Skip Holtz as a coach in bowl games, eight and three against the spread. So he, he takes it seriously. He prepares his teams for a regular game. His teams tend to do well. So those are a couple of things where when I look at this matchup, if Wirtz plays, I like Southern's chances a whole, a lot better. I still don't like him overall. If he doesn't play, I think that you should take Louisiana tech on the money line. Yeah. So shy Wirtz is the starting quarterback. Who's pretty good. Uh, Justin Tomlin was the second stringer who got hurt. There we go. Which forced Wofford transfer Miller Mosley into action against App State at the end of the season. Kind of a difficult position for uh, the Wofford transfer because they were behind, which meant Georgia Southern had to throw the ball. And that's not exactly what they're built to do. Uh, Mosley was five for 14, throwing the ball for 122 yards and a touchdown with two interceptions. Also ran the ball 13 times for 49 yards in that eight point loss to the Mountaineers. I, I'm with you. I think you got to take Louisiana Tech here, and uh, and I think that you've got to trust that even though that defense got shredded by TCU earlier in the season, that maybe you're going to be able to uh, to have the opportunity facing against a backup quarterback. But as always, be sure to check all your availability before you get your bets in. Would you attack the the total on this one? We're looking at around 50, 49 yeah. key number. I get it. I- I think if Wirtz plays, I mean, you could fight at 48 and a half, 49, some places. If Wirtz plays, I think the over could be pretty smart because I do think that Georgia Southern's offense will be able to get stuff stuff going against Louisiana Tech. And I do think on the flip side, the Bulldogs are obviously going to be able to get some points in that matchup too. So if Wirtz plays, I like the over. If he doesn't, I would probably just ignore the total because I I don't know what Georgia Southern's offense is really going to look like at that point. And I don't want to be overly reliant on the Bulldogs to score all the points. Good call. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, the RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana Tech, and Georgia Southern. The night game, 7 p.m. kickoff from the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. It's Memphis and FAU. It is a battle of first-year coaches, and the link is is hilarious like this is an ncaa tournament selection committee level of hilarious with the way that you know they say they don't try to put together the storylines but there are the storylines because memphis coach ryan silverfield only got his job as head coach of the Memphis Tigers because FAU coach Willie Taggart was fired from his old job. So we get Silverfield and the Tigers going up against Taggart and FAU. Uh, As we're looking at it, you could find that line probably hovering around nine points in favor of the Tigers and an over-under of around 51. Outside of the... um, you know, outside of the the head coaching storylines here, we've got a, a Memphis team that like the good from Memphis is you beat UCF. I feel like that was just sort of like one thing that Memphis can really hang its hat on. They had a 13 game losing streak to the Knights, and hey, uh, Brady White's playing right. 
He's got to be. I believe so. Okay. If he's out, I haven't heard anything to the contrary yet. I mean, he's a ninth-year starting quarterback. If you've made it this far, you got to at least get one more bowl game. And I swear if that man comes back with the NCAA allowed <laughs> eligibility for another year, goodness gracious. Um, and so, you know, even with no Damani Coxie, even with no Kenneth Gainwell, both of them opted out for the season. You know, the offense still found ways to, to click a little bit with Brady White at the helm. Uh, FAU, let's see. Uh, kind of a defensive team on the sneak, even though yeah. Willie Taggart was like a, you know, obviously an offensive coordinator uh, for Jim Harbaugh and maybe even for Jack Harbaugh too. But, you know, offensive minded, we sort of put him in that tree. But I kind of thought that the reason the Owls were successful was because of the other side of the ball this year. Yeah, because I, truth be told, I have not, because Florida Atlantic season has been so strange with all the cancellations and postponements. I have, I think I've seen maybe a half of football with the Owls this year. So I, I can't do much with my eyes, but looking at the numbers, I kind of have to agree with your assessment on this one because offensively, this is a team that really, really likes to run the ball. Like they, they run the ball 61% of the time. That's the 13th most often in the country. It's just when you look at success rate, they're not particularly good at it. Like they rank in the bottom third of teams in success rate rushing. And that's the same thing with Memphis, who they obviously they are more of a passing team this year. At least they have been, but they have not been a very good rushing team either. And both of these defenses kind of to the contrary of what you think, especially with what we've seen from Memphis in recent years and in FAU in recent years have both been very good defensively against the runs. So I look at this matchup and I see that's, kind of what FAU thinks its strength is, although it's not going against what is Memphis's defensive strength in being able to stop the run. And I don't know if the Owls are good enough in the passing game to really attack this Memphis defense in the kind of way that they would have to. And if Brady White is playing, I do think that the Tigers can get some points on the Owls. So I look at this matchup and frankly, it's nothing against the Owls who's, like I said, their season's kind of stopped and started and it's been really hard for them to get a really read or any kind of rhythm going this year. I think Memphis is a team that is kind of kind of we talked about on yesterday's show with UCF. It's flown under the radar, surprisingly, considering how good. I mean, this is a team that was in the Cotton Bowl last year. But if we think of how their season started, where they had a lot of players opting out, you know, Kenneth Gainwell right before the season starts, he's out a couple weeks in, they lose, you know, lose more players. The first month of the season for them was just kind of like trying to figure out who the hell is going to be taking over key roles. And they found that as the season went on. And they've played really well since then. And I look at this matchup and I just look it up and down the rosters and I'm comparing them. And it's just, it's hard for me to find a spot where I feel like the Owls have an advantage on Memphis in this one. So I think that as long as Brady's playing, as long as we're not hearing any, like, you know, shortly before the game starts, we're hearing about 20 players who are going to miss the game for the Tigers. To me, I know it's a large spread, but Memphis seems like the obvious play to me here. Really? On this spread. Okay, yeah. I've I've got the I've got the other side of this because uh, and number one I I don't hate the under especially with mm-hmm. the like you know market preconceived notions versus you know what you actually know about what these teams have been so far and so from that angle uh, I think that under is probably what I endorse the most especially if you can get it north of the key number of forty nine but let me just um, let's go through Memphis's win thirteen point win against Arkansas State. You know, that's the, that is the first result of the season, but then it's a one point win against UCF 12 point win against temple, but that is a one win temple team, very bad temple team this year, 
one point win against my beloved USF Bulls. They blew out Stephen F. Austin, um, stone cold, but that's a FCS thing. I'll throw it out. A three-point win against Navy and a three-point win against Houston. And so I posit that Memphis hasn't really blown a lot of teams out, even mm-hmm. some bad teams. It hasn't really uh, it, like asking to cover eight and a half in a bowl game. I think you got to show me something. So I, I endorse the under most of all, but if you want to take FAU plus the eight and a half or the nine points on the argument that this is not a Memphis team that has shown us this year that they are capable of winning by 14 plus points, then I, I don't hate that. But I, I would counter with, if we look at FAU, <laughs> it was a 21 point win over UTSA, which is pretty respectable. Win. Yeah, UTSA is a good team. are a pretty decent conference USA team. But then it was a 10 to six win over Western Kentucky, a 19 point win over a really bad FIU team that was literally, I think FIU had more games canceled than they played this year. A twenty-four to two win over UMass, which if you only score twenty-four points against UMass, <laughs> there's something wrong because that might be the worst team of all time. And then you look at their losses; they only scored nine points against Marshall, good team. They only scored three points against Georgia Southern, a Sun Belt team that went seven and five. And then they only scored thirty-one points against the Southern Miss team in the final game of the year, who is on, I think, their nineteenth coach. So it's. I don't think the owls are all that good either. Cause like I said, when you look at their numbers, they want to run the ball, but they don't do it well. And Memphis is really good at stopping the run. So I think matchup wise, you're right that Memphis hasn't really taken care of a lot of teams this year. I just think that the, based on the numbers, this is a bad matchup for the owls. I could be a million percent wrong though. Under that's what I hear. I just I heard, think yeah, that's yeah. probably, you're probably right. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know me, I love unders, but in bowl season, they become somewhat of a scary proposition. <laughs> Uh, they, they can be absolutely terrifying. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I still want to get my last sweats in, uh, here, even at the end of the season, uh, make sure that you subscribe to the cover three podcast for bowl season daily. We will be back in your feed tomorrow, Thursday morning with a look at the New Mexico Bowl. It's going to be Hawaii and Houston. And if you want to talk about a game, you would be sweating an under four. (laughs) Hawaii and Houston is right up there. We'll have a more detailed breakdown of that action from uh, Frisco, Texas in the New Mexico Bowl relocated Hawaii and Houston. So make sure you subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Tom Fennell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.